This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. Take your Bibles and turn with me, if you, if you will, to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1 is where we're going to be. We've been looking at the journey to the stable, looking at Mary and Joseph's life. Last week, we talked about positioning yourself for the promise. But today, I mentioned it a little last week, but today we're going to go deeper in looking at the process that we go to and go through to get to our promise. And I believe that God wants to release a word into your heart today. Spent most of the day yesterday just uh, soaking in this word. Uh, It was written earlier in the week. We uh, spent a lot of time as campus pastors talking about it on Thursday. But what a joy it is to get into the word of God. The psalmist tells us that God's word is true. It's altogether true. Psalm 119, we can come under the shelter of the Most High and rest in the Word of God. And that's something for today, for us to know that God's Word is a solid foundation that we can stand on. Come on, somebody, just give me praise in the house for a moment. You know, there's a lot that's around us that you can't put your trust in. I mean, you can't put it in everything that you read uh, and see on the internet. How many know that that's true, right? Everything that comes across your social media posts, unless it comes from CLC, you can't put all your trust into that, right? The news, right? Uh, we know that uh, you, we can't trust everything we hear in the news. We can't trust all the fact uh, checkers that are checking all the facts. Those things can be manipulated. Photographs can be faked. Magazine covers can be airbrushed. I mean, our friends, uh, science, even our own eyes, those things will deceive us. And yet we know that in the word of God, it is true. And we can put our faith and hope in God's word. Come on, give him praise today. The truth of the word of God. We can trust it. I'm taking a moment to get this in your spirit. You can trust the word of God and we must build our lives upon that. Well, it's hard to believe we're in countdown to Christmas, right? And here we are. We've already told you about our production that's going to happen here. But in the midst of all of that, let's not forget Jesus is still the reason for the season and we're celebrating the birth of Christ because through his life, we get salvation, mercy, and grace from God the Father. This journey that we've been in the last couple weeks, we're calling it a journey to the stable. Last week, we looked at the young, uh, the young girl by the name of Mary, the young virgin that the angel came to, and here she is in a moment, and she receives, uh, at a very young age, 13, 14 years old, she receives an extraordinary promise. Now, a promise, when it gets into your spirit, it gets birthed there, and something gets lodged into your spirit. How many kind of can understand what I'm talking about? And a spiritual vision, a a divine uh, vision, a a promise from God that gets lodged into your spirit 
is something that, that begins to grow within you. We talked about this last week, the, the birthing of a promise. And, and here Mary gets this significant promise that, that uh, will change the world forever. And she's going to be the mother of the Savior of the world. And, and in this journey now to the stable, we begin to look at Mary and Joseph's life. Despite the challenges that they're going to face, God was their stability, and God gave them stability as they moved towards the promise. And what I know is no matter what we're going through, even in a, in a year like 2020 and everything that we've experienced, God, we've sang about it today, God is still that which we can stand upon. He is the stability of our lives despite our challenges, despite what we're going through, the promises of God are still true. They're yes and amen. Come on. They're stable and we can build our lives upon it even in the midst of difficulty. God is the rock of all ages. He is immovable. He's the foundation of our lives. He is stable. I like that word rock of ages. He is firm. He is faithful. He is that that we can hold on to. And that is what we're celebrating this year. The key verse, I forgot to mention to you last week, the key verse comes out of Isaiah chapter 33. In Isaiah chapter 33, it says, the Lord is exalted. For he dwells on high. He fills Zion with justice and righteousness. And he will be the stability of your times. The abundance of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord in Zion is a treasure. I don't know if we oh, we had it on the screen. Good. When you look at that, it's a reminder of what God is for us. One of our key leaders called me yesterday and uh, man, God just laid on her heart in the women's uh, rally yesterday, the, the, the reality of go beyond for her. And really we can hold on to that in this moment of just encouragement to you. Go beyond, we might've been thinking what God was going to do and that that we were going to do in going beyond in our lives, in our family, in our church, uh, in, in our finances, how we were gonna go beyond. That's probably what was in our mind. But through 2020, God has shown and revealed that he in him is the one that is beyond. That in him is stability and riches and wisdom and salvation. It is he that is your stability. And in him, we go beyond because he is beyond and he is the strength of our lives as that key verse, if you'll pop it back up for me on the screen for a moment, says that you will get, he is the stability of your life. There is an abundance that comes to you, an abundance of salvation. What is that? That's mercy from God. Now, I don't know about you, but I need an abundance of mercy from God. I need an abundance of grace from God in my life. I mean, we all stumble, we all fall, we all struggle, we all walk through times where God is the potter and we're the clay and he's molding and fashioning and making and transforming us. It's a reminder that he is the abundance. Throw that scripture up for me one more time. It keeps disappearing on me. He is the abundance of what? Of salvation mercy and grace. 
the grace of God that's released when I realize that he is my savior, that he is the one that has gone beyond for my salvation, that is my God. He is the one that gives mercy and grace. He is an abundance of mercy and grace and salvation, but he is also the stability of wisdom in my life. A few weeks ago, I unpacked wisdom for us. Wisdom is getting God's perspective for my situation. Now, as I come into 2021, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm saying, God, I want your perspective, your wisdom in my situation. No matter what I do, no matter what decision I make, if I go left or right, wherever I go, whatever I do, God, I need your wisdom. There is stability in the wisdom of God. Why? It's God's perspective in my situation. That gives me stability. God's perspective. God, no matter what decision I make, I hope that this is a prayer for you as well, is that God, I'll have your mind. I'll understand. I'll, under, I'll, 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 I'll discern. I will perceive. My eyes will be open. My spirit is going to be alert that there is stability in the wisdom of God. That verse goes on to say, there's stability in knowledge. God gives knowledge. He gives that, that understanding. You see, supernatural knowledge is a gift from God. And that is not acquiring knowledge and operating in knowledge that we have learned, but it's a knowledge of which we do not yet know that God gives to us in our situations. Well, in 2021, that's what I need, is I need knowledge that comes from heaven in that which I do not know. And the fear of the Lord, it said in the last part, is your treasure. It's a treasure that you can hold on. Now, somebody needed that little exhortation this morning. And if that's you, just say yes. Come on, say it louder, yes. At home, say yes. Type it in the chat box, say yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, he is your stability. Come on, nudge somebody. Say, he is going to be stable. He is the rock of ages. Well, last week, that's where we started was Mary was promised. She receives and she was positioned to receive this promise. And the question that we have to ponder week to week Last week is, God, am I positioned for promises in my life? Am I positioned to begin to walk into the blessings, into the favor, into the revelation of what you have for my life? In 2021, God, I'm believing that my heart and my life, our church, our family is positioned for the promise. Come on, somebody, let me hear you. Just receive it in the Lord. Today, for the next few moments, I want to just talk to us about after we are positioned, how do we embrace? How do we embrace it? There is a process that we must go through in embracing to see the fulfillment. The process is always a part of the promise. There's preparation for the process, and the process leads us to the promise. And today, we're going to show you how this happens. I ask you to turn to Matthew chapter chapter 1, verse 18. Let me bring the story from Joseph's perspective. Last week, we looked at Mary's perspective. This is how the, how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged, she's engaged to be married 
to Joseph. This was a binding in these days. Uh, it was a binding engagement could only be broken by divorce. But before they came together, before they were married and had their honeymoon, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, remember they're engaged, but it's a binding engagement, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. He was a law-abiding Jew. The law would demand that if one committed adultery, that they would be stoned. And so Joseph was faithful to the law. By the way, if we would follow biblical principles, I know it sounds harsh, (laughs) life would be a lot different today. Don't have to say amen, but just saying. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Why would he do that? Well, I mean, I mean, come on. Imagine the situation that he's being placed into right now. Here he is in this situation. Incredible what he's feeling. So he had in mind to divorce her quietly, but after he had considered this, he goes away, he's pondering, he's reflecting what to do, he's heartbroken, he's frustrated. Uh, How can this be? He's trying to handle the fact that Mary is pregnant. She's pregnant, and yet the revelation hasn't hit him yet as to how it's happened. I'm sure Mary is trying to convince him. She did not have relationships with anybody else, but he's processing this in his mind, and so he's pondering this, and the angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream and says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She, here's the, here's, uh, uh, the revelation uh, uh, to, into his heart. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill the prophecies of what had been given, uh, fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Here's the quote, here's the prophecy. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. So when Joseph wakes up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. And in the next few moments, let there be illumination, inspiration. Let it be something that challenges and moves us spiritually to be the people that you've called us to be. In your name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. So here we see the angel coming to Joseph. And as we're talking about receiving a promise, being positioned to receive it, and beginning to to journey toward that promise. The stable was the fulfillment, the the birthing of this promise of the Messiah. And and as Mary and Joseph are moving towards, they're moving towards the the delivery, the, the birthing of that which God has promised, there is a journey that takes place. 
the process to receive God's promise. Today, I'm going to give you three simple thoughts. Simple thoughts, but let me tell you, a lifelong of serving God and and preaching the word of God and helping others to walk into the blessings and the promise of God. I'm telling you, the three simple thoughts take a total commitment of your life. It takes a yielding, a a surrendering. It It takes a revelation from above, an encounter from God that says, God, I'm yours, and I give my life to you, oh God, and I want your will to be done in my life. As easy as it may sound, I'm telling you, it takes dedication. It takes a commitment. It takes a determination. And boy, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ today needs a church that will rise up in commitment and dedication and a church that will be the church, not just in what they say, but in what they do. So God, today I pray that we will embrace the process. The first step to embracing it we see in the life of Joseph and Mary is that you have to overcome. Overcome what? Overcome fear and obstacles that are in the process to the promise. You see, God birthed things in your heart. That's not a good word, right? He birthed things. Old King James coming out right there. I don't even know if it's in the old King James, but I made it up. He, He birthed things visions and dreams, potential of what he wants to do. And especially when it's about advancing the kingdom of God, we said it's always from God. You didn't wake up one day and have a vision and a dream to advance the kingdom of God and to do something great for God, to, 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 to see the glory of God being established in a greater way. God birthed that into your heart. But the problem is we don't dream visions and dreams and and receive revelations and pictures from God and see the fulfillment of it the next day. There is a process that we go through to get to the promise. And one of the things that discourages many is God in revival, in times of seeking him, in devotion, in times where you're being dedicated to God, begins to birth things into your heart. He begins to think, uh, say things to you about your life, about your children, about your marriage, about ministry, about his kingdom and his work. Maybe it's even in a personal area that he wants to bless you so that the blessings that he gives to you personally will come back into the kingdom of God. So he may give you visions and dreams about a career, about a book, about a business, about an investment. And and he does that not just to bless us. That's always the byproduct is I am blessed, but he gives it to me so that I can flow it back into the work of the kingdom of God and and to bless his work and his kingdom for his glory. And so I receive it. But what can be discouraging is it doesn't happen tomorrow. That book's not going to write itself. The, the, the journey you have to take is not going to happen without you beginning to, to engage in the process. But the process, there's always going to be steps of fear and there's always going to be obstacles that are going to come your way that are there. The enemy will camp in the process to keep you from the promise. I'm just telling you, he will camp in your zone. He will get in your path so that he can stop you from getting to the promise. 
Why? The promise fulfills something divine. It's your destiny. It's what God has put into your heart. It's your assignment from God. It is something he's releasing into you for your family, for your children, for generations to come. I mean, we sing that song. I'm telling you, that's a promise, but there's an enemy that's camping in the path to the promise, and you've got to push through the fear, and you've got to push through the obstacles, and there's gotta be something that gets into your spirit. We know Joseph was afraid because the first thing the angel said to him is what? Do not be afraid. The angel said, don't be afraid. I want you to understand what is happening. Don't be afraid. What I've learned in my life, what I've learned as a spiritual leader that has tried to be a visionary leader and I saw God do many things is I've learned that my battles are linked to my fears and it's always for a reason and for a season and those battles are linked to the victory that's going to come. The greater the battle, the greater the victory is going to come and there's a reason for it, but there is also a season for it. You see, 2020 hasn't shaken me. Why? There's a reason and there's a season. Seasons come and seasons go, and I can't wait for this season to go. But I know, what I know that I know that I know is that in my battle, I've got to push through my fears. Because when I push through the fear, the step out, step in faith, persevere, be determined, be persistent, make sure I'm steadfast, and I'll talk about that in a moment. It helps me in the process to get to the promise. You see, fear will paralyze you. Fear will, fear will keep you from the future that God has for you and your family. It will keep you, it will hold you back. Fear paralyzes your potential. You've got to recognize the power of fear. It's a spirit, by the way. It's a spirit of the enemy, and that spirit comes and camps into your life because it will paralyze you from reaching your potential. Scripture says in John chapter 20, verse 9, that the disciples, they were locked up together. The disciples, the apostles, this is how powerful fear can be. They were locked up. They were together and they were locked up in a room and they had locked the doors in verse 19 of John 20 because of fear of the Jewish authorities. You see, fear can come over spiritual leaders. Fear can come over those that are the most spiritual, that have walked with God for a long time and it paralyzes you. You've got to recognize it. If you're going to get to the promise, I guarantee you, you're going to have to defeat fear and obstacles in your life. Fear will ruin relationships. Fear will hinder your happiness. Fear will sabotage the blessings and the progress and the success that God has for you. We've got to learn the power of fear so that we can overcome it and we can move in through it and get to the promise of what God has. See, the key to overcoming fear in your life is that you've got to break free from that fear and be an overcomer. Let me say it another way. You've got to, you've got to break free, uh, free of it, break through it, and be an overcomer of it so that you can get to the promise. Now, why am I camping here is because you will never get to the promises of God if you allow fear to block your process. Those obstacles are linked to fear in your life. 
What I've come to learn, and I'm learning it, and I'm still exercising it, is that God is with me in the process. And if God is with me, who can be against me? Can I hear an amen? That in the process, I'm gonna stay focused on the Lord and I'm gonna stay focused on the promise of what God has for me and that's gonna give me strength to keep persevering and moving forward and I know that God knows everything that's going to happen. So 2020 doesn't shake me, why? It's a part of the process that's getting me to the promise. Oh yes, there's obstacles. Oh yes, there's things that we've got to pivot and do and learn and we've got to do some things different. I can accept that because I know, I know, I know that 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 God is with me. And if God is with me, he'll see me through it if I keep persevering to it. God knows everything that's going to happen to you. Let me tell you, it doesn't catch God so I surprise. God knows it. The enemy is there to camp in it. Nothing in all of creation, the scripture tells us, is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and is laid bare before his eyes. And therefore, in the process, I want to stay in the presence of God. In the process. And I'm, when I'm in his presence, it will give me strength to overcome and defeat fear in my life. In the process, when I'm attacking fear, when I'm coming against fears in my life, in the process, I've got to realize that if God is greater, if I see him and I allow his presence to be greater than the presence of fear in my life, in the obstacle, then I get a strength and a power that helps me to overcome that fear and push beyond it. You see, fear will try to hinder me, but God, when his presence is with me, gives me a strength. He says to Joseph, do not be afraid. Oh, the things that were happening were confusing. Imagine what he's going through. Imagine all the thoughts that he's having, but yet he knew that God was with him, and therefore nothing, when we get that in our spirit, can hold us back because we know nothing can be against us when God is with us. So every battle that I face, every battle that you face, if I have the presence of God with me as I'm walking through it, it will give me a strength and I will overcome. A second thing that I know about who God is, when I'm walking through this process and I'm moving towards blessings and I'm moving towards, and the greatest blessing, let me tell you, the greatest promise for you and I is the day that we will spend eternity with God the Father, that we're gonna be caught up together, we're gonna be with him in the air, that we will rule and reign with him. The greatest promise that we ever have been given is the promise of spending eternity with God the Father. And therefore, no matter what will come, no matter what I think God is saying and doing, I'm in a process. And the process ultimately is leading me to eternity. It's leading me, it's leading me to that place where I know that I am ready to be with the Lord. And whenever God comes and whenever he chooses to take me, that I, I am ready to stand before him. So I keep my eyes on the promise. The greatest promise for me is the promise of eternity with God the Father. And therefore I work out 
And it's a work of sanctification. I work out the character flaws. I work out the, the struggles and, and, and the issues of our life. We work on those things and we, we, we commit those and we, we dedicate those to God and we continue to work on our character. We continue to strengthen our lives with discipline. We continue to mature in the word and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And the closer I am to God in the presence of God, the more strength I have in the journey to the promise. And therefore I know God is with me and he is the great I am. And the great I am is the all powerful one. That is his position. And if God is with me every step of the way and his presence is with me and his power and his anointing is with me, he is the God that created all things. He has all authority, all power. It's in his name that all things are laid before him. I'm telling you, it gives you a strength in the process. And so I focus on the power of God and, and I focus that God, you will give me strength in areas of my life I need to transform. God, help me to work on it. Things in my home, my family, uh, things in, in life that we're walking through. God, you tell me you'll never leave me and you'll never forsake me. And God, as I'm in this journey, there are obstacles, there are fears, but God, I'm keeping my eye on the promise. The greatest promise is a promise of eternity, but other promises might be promises of ministry impact. It might be promises for my marriage and my family. It might be a promise, God, of that which you want to do through my life to touch other people and therefore God I keep my eyes on that knowing that your strength is with me you see we get so caught up living life in the natural and the natural is governed by what the eye sees and the laws that are made but as a spiritual one that's been created in the image of God and been committed to Christ, that is a born-again believer, I know that I am guided by another realm. I'm guided by God, God that looks down upon that which I see. And I can't see all that he sees, and I don't understand all that he understands, but God sees it and he understands it, and therefore my fear is built and the obstacles of my life are built in what I see and what's happening in the natural. But there's a confidence in me that says God is above that and God knows how to get me through that so I can get to the promise. This is a way too good of a message for the quietness I hear in this room. I'm just telling you. I'm gonna give you a little grace because you have a mask on, but I'm telling you there is a process and it gets us to the promise and you've got to defeat fear and you've got to overcome obstacles in your life. Point two, and let me just remind you, God knows the plans he has for you. They're good plans. They're plans to prosper you. They're plans to advance his kingdom. They're not just plans to make you wealthy and rich and prosperous, but that's the side product of walking towards promises of God is God will bless you as you walk in, and we're gonna talk about it, obedience to God. That's step two, is you've got to choose to walk the path of obedience because when you do, it brings favor into your life. God says, I will command the blessing into your life. When you walk a path of obedience, God begins to bless you. 
So the first step of the process is you've got to determine you're going to overcome fear, challenge fear in your life, overcome obstacles by remembering he is the great I am, remembering who he is and what he's done, what he's done before, he's going to do it again. If you've done it for others, God, I'm right here saying, will you do it for me, oh God? Man, I love it when we go through revivals. I love it when we get around these altars. Today was an altar day. I hate it that we're in COVID and you're in the mass because I'm telling you, today was an altar day. Today was a day where we get into these altars and God begins to just begin to download and release and all of a sudden, revelation and pictures and insight and words of wisdom and knowledge and all of a sudden, the great mysteries of God begin to be released into your hearts. Man, I love it. And as I begin to walk towards it, I'm overcoming fear, I'm pressing through the obstacles, but I continue to walk the path of obedience. In Matthew, in Matthew we see verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he what? He did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. Underline it, circle it, highlight it. He did what the angel commanded. I still can't get over how weird this situation must have been for Joseph. As I said, these biblical times, the implications of adultery, especially a a woman that would have became pregnant outside of wedlock and the dire situation that was there and all that Joseph is processing and where she could have been stoned and he doesn't want her to be embarrassed. He loves her and, and, and you know, it's very common, it's very common that, that uh, young girls at the age of two or three, the parents would have arranged marriages. And by the way, arranged marriages still happen in the world today and they can be very successful. I think I'll do a pretty good job picking out my son's wives. How many would agree with me, right? My son's over here saying, no, 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 that's not going to happen. <laughs> but can you imagine Joseph would have known for many years that Mary was going to be his wife and, and all that was there. And, and, and the Bible says here he's a man of great integrity. And so he's going to divorce her quietly so she wouldn't have to face this public shame. And, 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 and then the angel shows up and speaks. And as soon as the angel ministers to him and speaks to him, it says he wakes up and he did. There was no delay. There was no, God, are you sure? Give me another sign. God, if you do this, then I really believe it's from you. God, let so-and-so come and give me a prophetic word. I'm just waiting for Pastor Candy to come and give me a prophetic word, and then I'll know it's you, oh God. God, if, if, if Elena speaks to me, I know it's you. If, it, if it's Nadine, if it's Pastor Christian, I know it's you, oh God. None of that. I mean, there was something in him that he knew He knew, regardless of the social implications that it was going to have for him, he did what the angel told him to do. Obedience, mark it down, is always a choice. It's a choice. And in the process, I choose. You see, if you don't get to the promise, it's not God's fault. The promise came from God. If you don't get to where God's calling you, what God wants for your marriage, for your family, in your life, for ministry, if you don't get there, it's not God's fault. God's given the promise. It's a choice that I got to make, and the choice is a walk of obedience. 
I know obedience isn't sexy. I know it's not popular. I know it's not something that makes us get hyped up and shouting and hollering. Hey, woo, I'm going to be obedient, oh God. No, 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 no. I'm afraid. I don't understand. There's implications. There's some things that are wrong. There's going to be some public shame here. I, 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 my reputation. Can you think of that, guys? He's thinking about my, uh, my reputation. I'm a respectable guy. My wife's showing up pregnant. What, they're going to think it was me. It's not me. What's going on? I mean, the social stigma of the day. Am I going to be more worried about that? Am I going to be worried about what God wants? It sounds so easy, but the walk of obedience is not an easy walk. Let's just be honest. But it's always a choice. You see, you want the blessing? The promise, by the way, represents blessings. The promise represents everything that you've been praying for, you're hoping for, you're desiring in your life. That's the promises of God. To get from where God wants you to get is this process. I wish I could tell you, you're going to get the promises and tomorrow or next week or even this next year, you're going to wake up and you're going to get it. But I'm not going to tell you that because that's not what the Bible shows us through all the characters of the Bible. There is a journey. It's a walk of obedience. And that walk of obedience is a choice that I make and you make. Obedience to God looks like it's going against the crowd. Obedience to God uh, uh, doesn't look like it will mean you're going against the crowd. Obedience to God means I'm going to trust him when it doesn't make sense. I'm going to trust him even though, God, I don't see it. God, it's tough. I'm in the middle of this journey. And man, in the middle of the journey is when you begin the question, is it really worth it? Is it really what God wants? Did God really give it to me? Is that what he really desires? There's a choice. There's a cost. And I've got to make a determination within me. So the question, before I go to the last point, point three, is what is God asking you? Now, you can't answer that right now. But I hope this week that the Holy Spirit will not let this question go in your spirit. What is God asking you to be more obedient to him in? You're in a journey. You're walking towards, if anything, the greatest promise is the promise of eternity. You're in this path. You're in the walk of obedience. Where is it and what is it that God is wanting you to be more obedient to him? And in that, God, I pray that my, my ears, our ears will be open, that God, you will help us to see, are you asking me? Are you desiring me? Are you wanting me? What is it that you desire? God, open my ears to hear. And then God, give me, Pastor Candy prayed it earlier, give me the will. She said the heart, it's the will, it's the heart to do it because it's a part of the process. We see one other time before I go to the third and final point. They walk this path of obedience. We see it again in chapter 2 in verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He said, get up and take the child and his mother and escape. It's the story of what was going to happen to all of the children in that region. And the angel again shows up. And now he's saying, you have to leave your nation. You have to leave your village. You have to leave where you're living. And I want you to go. And I want you to flee for the protection of your wife and your child. 
See, throughout this process, there's going to be strategic moments and Joseph kept obeying God and following the Lord and there's gonna be strategic moments in your life that you're gonna have to determine that I'm gonna be obedient, I'm gonna follow, it may not make sense, I may not understand it, there's a cost that has to be paid and I pray God that you'll help me to pay it, but God, as I walk this walk of obedience to you, oh God, you tell me that you will command your blessings over my life. And so God, in my walk, I pray that you'll help me. Where do I struggle sometimes in my own walk when we're to obey, you know, to get the blessings of God? What struggles that I may have is many times I want my own way. I want to do things my own way, and I, and, 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 and I fight against this obedience and this walk of obedience. But can I tell you, if we'll just keep walking the path, of obedience, what will come into your life when you obey God is the peace of God, the joy of God, contentment in God. The walk of obedience brings that to your life. So we fight it and we get discouraged by it and it's a choice that we make and it's a cost that we have to pay and therefore we give up in that walk of obedience because we want our own way. But when you walk the walk of obedience, you get peace, you get joy, you get contentment in your life. And can I tell you, you grow spiritually because your faith gets stronger and stronger and stronger that no matter what trial comes, you're overcoming it because your spirits has gotten stronger. And eventually we get to those eternal blessings that come from the Lord. The third and final thought because of time today, the third step, the third step in this process is to understand that we've got to be steadfast. We've got to be steadfast and continue to trust what God is doing in the process. I hope I've helped you to understand and I've articulated, articulated enough that God is working in the process and therefore I've got to be steadfast to keep persevering and pressing and remain faithful, trusting what God is doing in the process. Why? Because in the process is fear, in the process is obstacles, in the process is a lot of unknowns, in the process is a lot of things that I don't understand. There's that which I know that I know that I know that keeps me going, but in the process, I've got to trust God because I may not see it. I may not understand it. I may not even like it. I don't like what I may be going through. I don't like the struggles that I may be facing. I don't like it when God starts working in areas of my character. I don't like it, but I need it. And in that steadfastness, I keep moving forward and I keep moving forward. Why? It's because God, God is looking for a faithful people. God is searching, the Bible says in Chronicles, he's searching back and forth across the whole earth, looking for those whose hearts are what? Perfect towards him so that he can show great power in helping them. First, uh, second Chronicles 16, nine. And so in that, God, I wanna be faithful. In my walk, I'm gonna be faithful. Today's just another day, and I'm moving forward. I'm going to keep my disciplines. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. I'm going to keep overcoming fear. I'm going to keep overcoming obstacles, and I'm going to keep seeing and knowing that, God, in the little things, you're building my faith, but in the end, God, I'm going to see the promise come to pass.
2020 has been a tough year. It's been a challenging year. And yet in all of that, we can keep our eyes on him knowing that he is seeing us through to the very end. I added a scripture. I don't think I have it in your notes. I added a scripture in the last couple of days since we printed the outline. And it comes out of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 10. And the Lord says about the Israelites that he was angry with that generation. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm in this process. You and I, this is our time. We're in a, we're in a journey. This is our moment. And I, man, it just rung in my heart when I read that the Lord said about the Israelites that he was angry with that generation. And then he said it was because their hearts always went astray. That they had hardened hearts, that, 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 that they didn't recognize his ways. They didn't recognize what God was doing in the process. They didn't believe it. They gave up hope. They disobeyed. They rebelled. They wanted to do it their own way. And God said it angers him. And boy, in the middle of my journey, in the middle of your journey, it just hits me to say, God, I want to be faithful. God, I want to be steadfast. God, I want to be unwavering. God, I, I want to be resolute. I, I want to be firmly planted, oh God. I want to be knowing that, I, that I'm standing on the rock of ages. That God, in the process, I keep drawing near to you. That in my journey, oh God, I continue to fellowship with you. I don't forget what you're doing in the process. You see, when I'm over here getting it, it's exciting. When, when, when I'm over here seeing it come to pass, it's being birthed. It's exciting. It's, 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 it's a moment to give testimony to God. But in the middle, in the middle, I got to be faithful. In the journey, I've got to be steadfast. I got to continue to depend on God and walk with God and open my ears to God. Uh, and the Bible says that I am unmovable, that God is someone that is steadfast. And therefore, God, I am determined that I'm going to hold on in the process. That God, no matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I'm determined. Come on, somebody. I'm unashamed in the process, in the journey, in the dark rooms of life, in the trials, oh God, in the process of, of what you're taking me through. That God, there is something in me that is not shaken. There is something in me that says my faith is fixed. I am steadfast, that my eyes are determined to say on the Lord that I'm determined, oh God, that I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna walk with you. I'm gonna serve you. I'm gonna be with you, oh God. God, I'm going to be steadfast to fulfill your purpose, your gifts, your anointing, that which you have leased. I'm not going to keep it hidden inside, but I'm going to release it, oh God. Why? Because God, I know, I know what's coming. 
I know, Lord, what your plan is. I know the visions and the dreams and the purpose, oh God. I know what you're desiring. And in the process, I might want to forget it. I might want to, I, 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 I might want to disconnect. It might feel too hard, too difficult, too high of a price to be paid. I might not be feeling like I can do it. I might feel overwhelmed. Can somebody feel what I'm talking about today? Joseph was unwavering. He was steadfast. And in his steadfastness, in that journey to the stable, the promise was birth. I believe, God, that you have that word for Christian Life Center. I believe you have that word for each and every one of us. And today we receive it in our heart and in our spirit. If you would, to stand with me across this room. And in these final moments today, I want you to make a commitment to the Lord that says, God, I'm going to overcome fear. I'm going to overcome obstacles. Lord, in the journey, as I'm walking through this journey, God, I'm going to continue. And it's a choice and I make the choice today. It's a commitment, and I make the commitment today that I'm going to walk the path of obedience. God, I'm going to stay steadfast, trusting what you're doing in the process. I may not see it right now, but I'm trusting you in it. Joseph didn't understand, but he trusted you in it. Mary, Mary gave her womb for the incarnation of Christ. Lord, I give my life to you for the incarnation of your spirit, for the impartation of your spirit. I give my life to you. Lord, today, I pray, oh God, that you'll help us to be a people that open our eyes and our our hearts to you to see what you're doing. In your name I pray. Amen. If this ministry is making an impact in your life, why not help us make an impact on the lives of others by partnering with us today? You can give through our CLC app or at clcftl.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe for more inspiring messages like this. Now go and be messengers of hope.